Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday, December 19th. We're closing in on Christmas. This is the last Monday show before Christmas, which is it's an exciting thing. I love Christmas. You know, I love Christmas, but I love, I think, the buildup to it more than the actual day. I mean, I love the day for what it means all the festivities, but it's all the, just the festive stuff and the weeks leading up to it, the merrymaking. I just love it. I think it's great. So this is episode 150, guys. We're halfway. We're halfway to uh, 200 in terms of episode 100 to 200. Obviously, that's, you know, we're more than halfway. If you're looking like the whole, a little more than halfway, Jeff. Yeah. Three quarters of the way there. Uh, in the grand scheme of Elijah Fire episodes. Uh, also, I wanted to let you guys know that next Monday, December 26th, we will not be having a show. So for the next two weeks, next week, so the week after Christmas, um, and then the week after New Year's, both those days, we're only doing four episodes. Um, so except that we might be not doing i just realized i i got a little ahead of myself we might not be do, we might not be doing a shows the first week of january i will be letting you guys know um leading up so definitely next week though 26th there will be no show so you get like one monday show which is today and the next week you don't so you know we'll just have to deal with it guys we'll have to deal with the separation from one another and then we'll come back alive and kicking on the 27th. So um, I think that's all of our announcements. Uh, A lot of you know who this guest is. Some of you don't. She's a prophetic voice. She's an incredible encourager. She's always bringing a message of hope, uh, which I absolutely love. She's also the co-founder of the Sarah Cares Foundation. Let's give it up for my guest today, Andrea Hobart. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jeff. Hey, welcome back to the show. You've, Thank you. We were remarking before that you were on, remind people that the numbered episodes that you were on. Yes, because I look back and I was on episode 50, episode uh, 100, and this, excuse me, episode, oh, 75, now I, 75, right? 50, yeah. 75, and this is episode 150. Yeah. And there was like uh, one off of 125. Yeah, so we were on episode 126, but it ended up working out because it was one of your favorite psalms. So it is, and so yeah. Psalm 126 about you know the about we were like those that dreamed, and mm. um, that scripture is still very pertinent to today. But it's some it's 150 episode, and I also, as I was thinking about the numbered episode, I I thought okay. There can't be a Psalm 150. I know it goes up there, but I don't think it goes that high. So it's sort of like, what else is there? There's not a verse 150 that I know of. And I'm sort of thinking, because, you know, often God will speak through the numbers and speak through things. He mm-hmm. does that all the time with mm-hmm. me. And sure enough, Psalm 150 is the last Psalm in the book of Psalms. So, yeah. and I think I, I think I have to read it. Yeah, I think, it that? Okay. I think you do. Okay. I think you do. So, um, in, in the honor and in the celebrating of Christmas and all that this time and season is, uh, remember you guys that this is God really wants to fill us and instill us with hope Mm -hmm. and belief in this final stretch of this year. And, uh, I think that many, 
have been tested in believing and in hope. But I guarantee that God wants to give you a message today to totally just blow you away with his love and fill you with his hope. So we're going to start with Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise hmm. the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord for this day. And, you know, I just bless God and I thank him for every one of you that are watching right now. Um, you're watching this because you've either been a follower of Elijah Fire and you love it because it's amazing. Uh, this was sent to you. So maybe you saw something on Jeff or my post on social media or some, maybe you just stumbled upon this. And if you're watching live or if you're watching later, you are absolutely supposed to be right where you are, right in this moment, right now. And this is a time to celebrate the magnitude of all God is for us. And honestly, I feel like he wants to just, just really dive in and share another layer of the Christmas message. And it's so beautiful because it's literally throughout the, the scriptures. Um, and it's also really personal. Mm. It's, it's for you. It's absolutely a Christmas message for you. So with that, I just say thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. I welcome your presence. We welcome your presence. Thank you, Lord, for Jeff and all of the team and the platform here. I bless them, God. Thank you for all that they've done, not only on the front lines, out front, but behind the scenes, really diligently working and serving you, God. And I thank you also for every person that's watching, whether you are an out front person, whether you are behind the scenes, whether you are in a high place of just rejoicing right now, or whether you are in a place of just desperate hunger for a touch and a miracle this Christmas. And Lord, we just honor you. And I pray, Lord, Father God, that you would let your glory be here. Thank you that your presence is here. You're welcome. Lead and breathe on this message that you have for your children. And thank you, Lord, that the hunger that is in them, Lord, I just pray that you would respond as the bread of life to them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's something that God I'm has been really, really speaking to me lately is just praising, praising his name. And um, and so that's great. I'm gonna spend some time with the Lord and go over that Psalm 150 again um after this. That's great. Um so okay, um we have, I mean you have a lot, a lot on your heart to share. And so we're gonna just like we're gonna just go for it. Um yeah, we're gonna go for it, Andrea. Yay. So um, but you have this great word about believing, encouraging people to keep going. So I want you to just jump right into that. And then we're just going to accept we're going to go for it. Yes. Yes. You know, um, there's the verse in the Bible that says perfect love casts out all fear. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes one of the things that keeps us from belief is a spirit of fear. 
And it's, uh, it can come in so many different forms uh, and also doubt and unbelief, but also there's real fear of being disappointed. Hmm. And oh, yeah. before I share, I, I have a, this, this to share. Um, I saw a picture of, you know, I've had this for a while and I've seen like a shifting of gears. Like if you picture a bike gear or a huge machinery equipment gear, and it's like, when you go to the next gear, I, I pictured like a huge piece of equipment and I don't work in this kind of uh, type of way tangibly, but it's like, I picture this gear and it's literally like getting ready to shift. It's almost like grinding mm -hmm. and it's about ready to clasp on and grab on so that it can move into that higher gear. And I feel that that is our faith right now and our belief, like so much, even if, uh, Personally, if you are watching and you have not had the miracle that you've been hoping for or praying for, maybe you have experienced miracles, but there is just this element where you're a little worried about even Christmas and family and another year beginning and being disappointed. And I just feel the heart of the Lord that he's just honestly, he's so there and he's with you and your faith is that, is that gear and in that moment where it sort of lifts and you're like in that free fall, in that empty space, how do I, where am I? How do I hang on? It's like that clasp is that element of faith that it talks about in Hebrews, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And those are legal terms, substance, evidence. They're used in legal matters. There is a legal case right now. And some of it is actually in the spirit realm over our belief, over our dreams, over our promises, over our lives and families, over our nation and nations. There is an element right now we are shifting into that gear. So the other thing I sort of saw in the picture was like a candy cane, like a candy cane, like kind of laying down, but the hook is up. And mm -hmm. if that just gives you a picture of that hook of just latching on with a spirit of belief. And Crab Cook, he's somebody, he always says, you know, it takes God to love God. It takes God to have faith. It takes his Holy Spirit in us to actually believe. So he, we don't just have to do it. But I, I encourage you to ask him for that spirit and gift of faith, because something's about ready to register in your life, mm -hmm. in this nation, and take us to the higher gear. Yeah. And we're about to see that spread across the Christmas message. Mm. Um, so I just right now believe, 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 hmm. believe like you have never believed before. This is your time. This is the time to believe. And he's, the Lord has taken my breath away with, uh, with some revelation on um, Christmas, on believing, and honestly, on God taking and doing something amazing out of something that doesn't look good at all. Hmm. Um, so I heard this, and I wrote it down on December 6th, a couple of days of things that the Lord, I just honestly had a lot of revelation pouring out, and it kept coming. <laughs> and um so I wrote, your greatest battles, past and present, will become your launching pad into the new. If any of these words resonate with you, I'm taking a pause for a minute. 
um, maybe take out a note or on your phone, uh, there are going to be words highlighted and themes that maybe your God is even speaking something to you outside of this message, but don't take the words lightly because some of these will be actually very directional. So your greatest battles past and present will become your launching pad into the new. There is territory out there with your name on it. Some of you are stepping off the map into a new unknown place you've never been or even heard of. It may feel scary at first, but my light will go before you. When you cannot see the ground, this is when I am carrying you. Don't look down. Don't look back. Look to me. You are already further than you know. Hear my voice. I will go before you. I will show you the way. New and exciting adventures and joy are steps away. You can put it all on me. Place everything in my hands and all of your faith in me. This is a moment like no other to explore and to discover. There is a great and vast world, many adventures in store for you. Keep going. Keep believing. I will not leave you. I love you. I am with you and I stand ready to move with you. Let's go. Let's go. And the scripture, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's out of Deuteronomy 31.6. Just to pause, uh, how many of you feel like you've stepped off of a map in a way? <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I'll say I'm yeah. completely off a map. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere. I don't see. I see people in signposts, prophetic words, and people doing amazing things. But I keep feeling like there's something out there for me that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. And definitely for you and definitely for you. Mm-hmm. The reason you're alive and you're here right now and the reason some of you are a little bit in a in a place of uh, unbelief or defeat or even a battle over your life, you are right ripe for something that nobody has ever crossed into. There is territory with your name on it. And you know what? There's not really a roadmap if we don't if we're walking off the map. Right. Some of us are going to be map makers and mm-hmm. bridge builders yeah. to whole new things. That have yeah. never been done before. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting too, that sometimes it's like, oh, I, in new territory that, that, you know, that's a good thing, but sometimes it can, it can feel like a bad thing too. Like I know pe- some people watching this are going through some really tough stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've told me, um, you know, whether it's family issues or marital issues or, you know, so, uh, um, it does, it can still feel like uncharted territory. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I knew to do, but I feel like I need new, I need new tools. I need new knowledge, um, you know, new revelation on how to deal with this. And I feel like that's very much a part of, could be a part of this as well. Um, but we can stand on God's promises and we know what God's word says. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And you are off the map, Jeff. You're doing just, there's going to be so many amazing things that God does through you, with you, with Lauren, with Elijah Fire, with this platform. You guys have literally been on a front lines cheering on like the troops in battle. Mm-hmm. 
when they had uh, uh, events where they would cheer on the morale of the soldiers. I see that not only are you going to be that even more, but you've been that. You've been that for a lot of soldiers and a lot of wounded warriors that have been fighting and in a, in a battle. And I honor you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've personally, like, I feel like in some areas of, of my life, actually most of my life, I'm out on this. I, this word, when I heard it from the Lord, he, I knew it was to share, but I, it's don't look back. Don't look down. Sometimes you feel like you're so far out on a limb that you don't even know if you're on the limb anymore. And it's, it's a scary feeling. You're like on the tippy, tippy tip of the branch. You're like, this is going to (laughs) break. And some people, you know, and, and if they don't understand, like maybe our walk, our faith in God, and maybe it doesn't look logical, Mm -hmm. what were steps we take, or even maybe you're taking steps that aren't logical, or you're, you're believing something that is so far out there. If you told people around you and close to you, they would roll their eyes and think you're crazy. But you know what? This is the season to hold on to the crazy. Yeah. Yeah, when you're true. so far out on a limb, that is when God holds you. That is when mm-hmm. he says, take my hand. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the uh, so feel the freedom in that. There's such a permission being given and, and cast for you to dream and know that you're not crazy for not seeing something right now that you really feel excited about or called to, or maybe you just buried something of a dream or promise inside of yourself. This, what is inside of you was dreamed by God. It was his dream for you. Hmm. He put it in you. Your even emotion of feeling that and sensing that maybe in dreams or, or words or thoughts that come to you when it's, it's the goodness of God. These are his dreams for you. Hmm. And he does not give them to you to come to naught. Yeah. He will accomplish every word and every promise according to his word. Well, and what's amazing about that too is that that faith walk, that stepping out and trusting has a ripple effect. Uh, because people can look at your situation and just be like, this, this cannot be like, you say, God said this to me and I'm believing for this. And I'm going to be, I'm going to step out in faith in this. And people are like, this cannot be. And so then when it happens, they see how you lived and how you stepped out. And I'll story time. I'll give you a story. So um, when my wife and I first got married, this was 2011. We felt like we were supposed to take a year off from everything. So we left missions. Uh, we left YWAM and, and all that. And um, a year went by and we prayed and God was like, I want you to go. We both heard individually. We were praying and, and both of us got Kona, Hawaii. So we went to Kona, Hawaii, but we were like, all right, God, let's go. Let's do this. Um, and, and we said, what do you want us to do? And he said, I want you to wait, wait on me. And we're like, wait on you. No problem. Easy. So we told people and, you know, we were like, we're just trusting God. We're going to wait. Months go by, still nothing, like no finances, no nothing. And I'm like, man, did I hear right? And then God's like, no, you heard me right. He confirmed it, you know, through other things. Wait on me, wait on me. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then like a month before we're supposed to leave, still nothing. And we were like, man. And we had so many people that were like, this is not of God. This is wrong. Like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, really like, oh my goodness. Like God, 
you know, he still confirmed to us like, wait, wait on me. And so it was just like through a series of events, we were reading through um, the story of Abraham and then we were reading a commentary on Abraham or my wife was. And it, he said, Abraham made it impossible for him to return. He basically took everything. He closed all those doors, stepped out in faith to go to this future promised land that God had said was going to be his and his descendants. And so we were like, all right, okay, God, like, we're just going to be bold and we're going to do this. Like we, we know you said do this, right? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Um, and even though we've got a lot of opposition, a lot of people saying things, we're going to step out in faith. And so we gave our like month's notice to our jobs, month's notice to our the place where we were living. We started like there were people in need. So we like gave our furniture to them and everything. So we had like no couches or like anything. <laughs> we had like this dinky little like table in our living room that we'd sit crisscross applesauce and like, you know, whatever. Um, and then all that happened. And then that evening, my father-in-law calls. He goes, so apparently my father or my, I think it was like his grandfather or somebody, somebody, one of his relatives had a house that had been on the market forever and it just sold. And he's like, I feel like I'm supposed to give you guys this money. It was like enough to cover our, um, you know, all this. So it was crazy. And like, I was like telling all my coworkers, I was working at Trader Joe's and like, I didn't care, you know, all the, the, no, you can't talk about religion or you can't talk about this. I didn't care at that point. I was like, you never guess what God did. And they're like, whoa. And then my, my dad actually, who'd been working for the state at the time, um, he was like really wanting to retire because he was just wasting away and he just was, so he's going to take an early retirement and, but he was like, Oh, but like, what about this? And, and you know, if I do this, then I can wait longer. And then he heard God say to him, who do you trust more the state of Oregon to take care of you or me? And then he was like, so even my dad had this, this encounter with God as a result of seeing how Lauren and myself held on to faith. We continued mm-hmm. to believe, you know, and allowed God to inform us and essentially, you know, help us make a map of this new region that we were operating in. And so these things, um, I think it's just really important to know when it's God. But, uh, I, you know, when you do, like, don't give up Yeah, It's because it has an effect on other people. And we heard other people tell us stories They're like, man, like. Because you guys, I watched you guys do this and I was a doubter, you know, and they're like, but I watched you guys do it. And I held, I like, I was encouraged to step out in this way and that way. So it's always get, God is going to use whatever happens in our lives and other people's lives too, to those closest to us who are observing us, which is an encouraging thing. So. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah no. And Abraham, he walked off the map. Big time. He did. Big he went time. into a whole new place yeah. and, uh, that is, you know, amazingly, it Abraham and uh, Abraham and Sarah, when they had that, uh, the heard from the Lord, God said, "I'm going to give you a son, and um, you'll, you're going to be the father of many nations." And in Genesis, and Abraham was basically, yeah, he walked off his map. And then he goes on to be the father of many nations and the direct lineage of another baby that would be born all those years later in a manger. Mm -hmm. So Abraham and Sarah, their faith 
to be honest, uh, Sarah, at one point when she, she laughed and said, surely I'm barren. I, how, you know, how God, I, I can't have a baby. And even I think Abraham questioned it at first, but he told them. And I feel like, you know, that, that laugh, that mocking is sometimes there with us, with our promises. You know, God said this, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it is not possible. Abraham and Sarah, now God called them to be the, the, to have this lineage come from them. And are you kidding? 90 years old, having a baby. Mm-hmm. How many of you feel like you're pregnant with something that looks completely impossible? I want everyone right now. Mm. everybody, I'm hearing myself because this is from the Lord. Do not worry about age with anything or do not look at anything that is uh, maybe a status that our culture looks at. If it's keeping you from believing your dream, God is about to blow us away with not only miracles that happen, but his supernatural things that he does Mm. in us for others. And so Sarah and Abraham they had their son, Isaac, that went on to be part of the genealogy that led to Jesus being born. It was a miracle at, at the start of a birth, and it was a miracle when Jesus was born. Both of them were supernatural. No, you can't explain it. In fact, I'm sure many tried to laugh it off and maybe didn't believe them. Oh, sure. So yeah. in... Uh, I've been drawn to this. I've honestly, uh, there's a few things I want to read before I do this other one. But um, in Matthew 1 and 2, so right before uh, what we celebrate that's coming up, Matthew 1, um, this has been something I've been looking at for a few months because it's the record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And in the first verse, it says, Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So you look all the way back to father Abraham. And that, again, that miracle that happened because Abraham walked off his map and walked with God. He did a miracle and gave them a son. Abraham then laid his son down, was willing to. And in the the Lord supernaturally brought a sacrifice so he would keep, he was able to keep his son. But in this genealogy, you know, honestly, um, I think I often in, in the past, you see a whole bunch of names in different parts of the scripture in Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, and then here in the genealogy. And I just sort of didn't read, focus on that for a long time. And you know, certain things like we know Abraham is the father of many nations. But in this record, and I believe I shared about it before, but so Abraham was the father of Isaac. I'll just read a few. Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. And then it continues on. But in this lineage, we have uh, just, I believe it's three or four women named. So normally the fathers are named, mm-hmm. but um, we have Rahab who was named and uh we have uh, uh, Ruth, who was named, and I believe it's Bathsheba named. Um, I had it down somewhere, but. Yeah, I'm trying to scan these, through it really quick. Yeah, these some of these incidents in the genealogy that led to the birth of Jesus were people, again, walking off their map 
Some of them were very imperfect. David, King David with his life. And um, and then it goes on, you know, all, all through all through the generations. This is literally the record of the genealogy from Abraham all the way to Jesus Christ. There's mm-hmm. something else that was revealed to me in this. I think it just probably already was revealed like many of you, but it just became illuminated just over the weekend. And so we've got this genealogy. Number one, again, very imperfect situations and some kings and leaders and many of them blessed by God, but some of them we would not look at as uh, honorable people today, Mm. or at least society wouldn't. And so then it comes and, um, and after this is uh, it's talking about in Matthew 1 18, the birth of Jesus Christ. And it shares about uh, Mary that she, uh, that the Holy spirit, he was the Holy spirit had the uh, Jesus in her womb. Like it was a supernatural, again, a miracle. This mm-hmm. is a supernatural baby yeah. that's about to be born of Mary. And I'll just read a little bit. Um, so this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So what I found in that is even an engagement in those days was more of a bond, even though they did not live together. Um, it was more of a bond that you still had to actually go through divorce papers to separate from an engagement. And what I read is they're still actually called ma- uh, husband and wife, even before they marry, but oh, it's before that they live together. And so, uh, because, so again, so Joseph was, uh, wanting to help save her from disgrace. And then after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So Joseph is met with dreams. And the angel of the Lord said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And so all this took place. But what I noticed, um, this is, again, the lineage that led to Jesus. And this is amazing. In the notes of, uh, from, from this, the footnotes, what mine says, um, it says, Matthew does not say that Joseph was the father of Jesus, but that he was the husband of Mary. And that Jesus was born of her. In this genealogy, Matthew shows that although Jesus is not the physical son of Joseph, he is the legal son and therefore a descendant of David. Jesus was not in a physical way the blood son of Joseph. But this genealogy is the genealogy of Jesus. Hmm. And what it said is he was born of Mary. And although Joseph was not the birth father, Jesus was legally the son of Joseph. Therefore, part of this lineage of King David, Abraham, 
and all the descendants. So he was born where he was for a purpose as part of that lineage. Right now, the Holy Spirit wants to melt all illegitimacy off many. Um, even some that were adopted have fostered or adopted children. And some of you that maybe um, hope to have children or even will in the near future or adopt or however God leads and brings that about. Some of you have felt illegitimate for a long time. You feel illegitimate this Christmas. And I want you to know that Jesus, the son of God, he was brought in as a lineage of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and his father, Joseph, through a legal way that God saw him as the blood son of Joseph. This is, I feel that it, it's huge because our very, the Savior that we worship, our Lord, we were adopted into our father. Right. And God sent his only begotten son to the earth to live and walk and take everything on of us, of mankind. And he was born in a manger, supernaturally put in the womb of Mary. And as a son to Joseph, who was given dreams. And all of this was done because it was prophesied to be fulfilled. And I just want to say, um, you know, some back to the fear and fear of disappointment and fear of believing and even regrets and things where you feel illegitimate. Believe, believe your God is so proud of you. Every little step that you've made towards him and every step that you will make and every yes that you will give to him and every bit that you will hand over to him that you're carrying right now. He is there to take it and he just marks you as his own. You are a child of the most high God, a real king of kings. Mm -hmm. And um, so let's see here. So this, this goes back to um, here am I, send me. And if we go back to Isaiah 6, I have it here, I believe. The Lord started showing me about um, the, the timeline of, even as we're talking about Christmas and coming up to Christmas. And maybe I'll read this a bit here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Isaiah chapter 6, right? Yes, yes, yes. So um, Isaiah 6, so in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So pause. So this is the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, and this is under the part of Isaiah being commissioned. And uh, so I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim each with six wings, with two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. 
the whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. So he was like undone. Mm-hmm. Fear, I'm sure, and he couldn't stand almost. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And Isaiah says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? So similarly, in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, Jeremiah is the Lord's calling him as a prophet at the very beginning. And Jeremiah says, who am I, Lord? I'm only a child. And God, again, touches his mouth. He touches his mouth, says, don't say you're just a child. But basically, I will give you whatever you're supposed to say. I will be with you. I will rescue you. And then Jeremiah goes on to prophesy. And he's a whole big thing that God calls him to speak and do. But God had touched his mouth to be able to do it. Similarly, Isaiah the seraphim brought the coal to touch his mouth and he was able, he was able to answer this. And he, and he said, here am I, send me. Hmm. The Lord was asking, this is what I wrote. The Lord was asking, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? He was looking for someone to answer, to partner with him and his voice. The prophet Isaiah answered him, here am I, send me. And immediately following his response that the Lord graced him to to respond with, Isaiah was propelled into, uh, the Lord began speaking through him. And then, and then, now this is again, long before uh, the birth of Jesus. As soon as uh, Isaiah answered, here am I, send me, almost immediately, he uh, responded and, let's see, sorry, one second, it's Isaiah 9. Yes, almost immediately, uh, the Lord gives actually Isaiah uh, a chance to speak to King Ahaz. And in Isaiah 7, 11, um, he says, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And then Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And it goes on to speak about Emmanuel. And then in, in chapter nine. Let's see here. Yes. Chapter nine, uh, six. This is again Isaiah. So he's speaking. So immediately after he answers the call, he said, For to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 
help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And then, so immediately I just felt, you know, Isaiah was barely able to respond to God. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was looking. He was looking for somebody to move through and speak through. That was part of his great plan. Just like the lineage that led to Jesus being born, it required a response. It required Abraham to step off of his map. It required Sarah to have some element of belief. It required what the circumstances that led to uh, King David becoming a king. And all these ones that looked like they were against all odds, um, that they that they were able to literally complete and be part of the plan. And with Isaiah, he answered the Lord. The Lord was looking for somebody to do this through. Hmm. And he answered and immediately began to speak about Emmanuel. So a birth announcement to us, a child is born. Um, yeah. And so this, so it would come through him. It would come through Isaiah speaking this. And, you know, this, again, Christmas is the time that we celebrate the great birth and plan of Jesus. And it still is. The plan still is with God. Of par- He still partners with us. He still looks for our faith to engage and believe him. And that's when things happen. Um, will you claim it? Many things are about to be birthed and come forth in the world and in you. Will you claim it? Will you run with the vision and carry the vision? Wait for it, for it will surely come. Will you stand and cheer on my will, my plan, my kingdom? Will you contend in these final moments, in this 11th hour? This is the season of miracles. Hmm. As we celebrate my son, Emmanuel, God with us, remember he came after he was announced by my word, my prophet. This announcement made way for my word to come forth. As my word accomplished all it intended, so does my word to you. It will not die, but I will accomplish all I sent it for. Jesus paid the price. The door is open and I stand at the door. You are already in, you are in me. Look and see, draw near for I am closer than a breath. We are one because of my son. Arise, son and daughter. This is your moment, your time. You are in a historic event and chosen from the beginning of time to be alive right here and right now. Let my love and presence enfold you. Let my word empower you and embrace you. You are found in me. You are alive in me. You are whole in me. We are one as it was always meant to be. Hmm. That, uh, as I... As I, um, like earlier this year and for a, for a while, I've felt that there's are hidden warriors, hidden armies out mm-hmm. there. There are people, even in my life, um, I had some missionaries in my background and I had, uh, my great aunt Betty and my great uncle Archie were missionaries with the Christian Missionary Alliance. That's right. Archie and Betty Mitchell and, um, Archie Mitchell survived, uh, what is, I understand to be the only deaths on U.S. soil in, during World War II in Bly, Oregon. And uh, if you probably search Archie Mitchell and Bly, Oregon, 
World War II that will come up. It's a fascinating story. And it became, uh, there became a memorial park in that area uh, where uh, there was a reconciliation between Japanese and uh, families from the United States that were involved in this incident where there were lives lost. And it was an amazing reconciliation that happened quite a while after World War II. Um, from there, my uncle had lost his first wife. She was passed away in this um, incident and he married my great aunt, Betty Mitchell. And they then moved to treat lepers in a leprosy uh, area, leprosarium in Cambodia and Vietnam, I believe both. And uh, during the Vietnam War, they were taken captive to treat the Viet Cong soldiers. Yeah. So sort of like prisoners of war, even though they weren't in the war, they were uh, put in that place. And actually, we didn't. nobody heard from them for a long time. Eventually, my Aunt Betty was released. She came back to the States and worked with, with uh, Cambodian and Vietnamese refugees her entire lifetime. And she just like glowed with the love of God. She's amazing. And she had so many stories. And they really loved uh, and to the end of their lives, the, the people there. Um, but my Uncle Archie never was released. The State Department would notify the family that he was, they found he was alive or they'd heard he was alive but he was, he was there for all of the rest of his lifetime. And I often think about that, you know, that incident. And then I have family and friends that are in the military or those that have served before. But uh, I often think, what was he doing? What was he thinking? And I, I started hearing, like, I felt like the Lord was showing me, you know, more about like, there's, there's people that are even in the spiritual battle that some don't even know that that's a position needed in, in the kingdom. And some people, and some of you watching, maybe you or our family members have actually laid a huge part of your life down. And you've been in this area where your life is a prophetic message. And you're holding on and believing for some things of breakthrough, but you've actually been living out something that has, uh, even your intercession has, has, has done so much because you've lived it out. Hmm. And uh, I felt that even with um, the Lord, I heard, I heard the term method actor. Okay. Method acting. Some of you may know that. I, I looked it up. I know of it, but I looked more into it this weekend. And I felt the Lord was showing me method actor. Again, actor can be a legal term. And I felt like as what God was showing me about Jesus, and about their plan, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and about their plan and the birth of Jesus and him walking the earth and living everything on our behalf with us as a man. And he did so honoring God the entire time. Uh, a method actor takes on and lives out the role of what they are portraying to the extent that it, it could be even years of a life of one of these actors, whether they are needing to be somebody in a hospital bed or they're needing to be somebody on the military front lines, or uh, they need to lose a lot of weight, gain a lot of weight. They need to get into the headspace of living as a homeless person. They literally live it and mm -hmm. it, it takes over their life. Mm -hmm. And now we know that God 
is real. He's not an actor, but I really saw this element where Jesus showed me, the Lord showed me that Jesus came. He took on every pain, every emotion, everything. And uh, he lived and walked carrying the weight of our sin and he took it all. And that was, that was the way of their plan. And I'll come back to that in, in just a minute, but I started seeing the relation between a physical arm, our physical army today and those that are spiritual warriors. Mm-hmm. And so here am I, send me looking into, again, to the United States army. Um, I began to hear about a group, uh, they're called the um, Intelligence Support Activity. They're known by different names, even the activity. Uh, They have very, very high level uh, intelligence missions and the most, some of the most dangerous missions that are so important to our nation. And many of these ones, their names can't be known. And some of them can and are. But many of them are not known because of the severity and the, the precision and the secrecy of their missions, because ultimately it's defeating the enemy. Right. And I started to look up this uh, about this unit more and I was blown away. Um, similarly, I looked up about the ghost army, which is in a way connected, but the ghost army was from World War II and it was a group of artists that were mm-hmm. put on the line of fire to deceive and throw off the Germans in World War II. They were very successful and they were artists. Mm-hmm. So this op- this special force, uh, the ISA, their um, in, uh, intelligence support activity, ISA, I-S-A, um, their emblem, their uh, code and motto is send me. Mm. It's, it's from that Isaiah passage, here am I, send me. And I find that it's so interesting that it's actually ISA is their name and it's ISA, send me. And uh, so again, these are people that are on the most complex missions, many undercovers, maybe somebody's watching and you are on that or even anybody that is serving in any capacity in our military or international militaries. I just honor you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that I feel that this Elijah Fire and Elijah Streams platforms are really encouraging and lifting up a lot of people that are on the front lines physically. Um, But I really want to honor you and thank you. And um, so again, Isaiah 6, his 6, 1 through 9 commission, um, he, he gave, he said to the Lord, like, here am I, send me. And that's what these ones do. And that's what some of you do and have done. And that's when God moves, because as we saw that he just, he moved through Isaiah to have the word fulfilled that was to bring about the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. And, you know, I really, I, I wept as I read about some of these warriors, um, the not the physical army, because uh, there's a moment in the inauguration, the 2017 inauguration for 45 where he was giving his, during his speech, um, something that I'd never known that has happened before. And as he was sharing the part about um, transferring, uh, transferring the, the weight of this nation and um, literally this nation, like 
back to we the people. He became surrounded by different members of the military. Mm-hmm. I remember. And some of these are, by what I have learned, uh, in some ways involved in these most uh, most intense, in many ways, missions. Mm-hmm. And he became a voice for them. And he spoke on their behalf. And also just doing research, I've researched a lot of this. There is so much going on right now, even that we can't see. So it's like there's a parallel. There's so much that God is doing in the spirit and accomplishing. And a lot of it is through our faith and through the ones that are standing, being a voice, standing up in the whatever level God has had us be a voice and stand up um, for freedom, for God, uh, for our nation, for our families. So are uh, there are actual warriors out there that are pushing back darkness right now. And yeah, it's just, it's, I just have been uh, overcome by the parallel because it's just an amazing picture mm-hmm. I feel from the Lord for right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think this message is really good too. You know, we've got a lot of words about 2023. And um, I think that this is a good one because um, there's a lot of them have really resonated with people. But then there's that part of them that's like, um, I just, I think that, you know, the, the, here I am, send me message is very much. I mean, that's like, that's, that's giving God your yes and saying like, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, and that's what he's, that's what he's looking for. He's not looking for, all right, give me your yes. And then give me exactly how you are going to do it. Tell me how you're going to do it. I need to know I can, I need to know that your plan is a good one so that I can say, okay, I'll, I'll use you as my servant. You know, that's not how God operates. Um, Cause he's the one that has the plan. Um, he's just looking for willing vessels to say yes. And so I think that, you know, some of you watching or listening are sitting on some very heavy, very big words standing on some very big promises from God, standing in hope that God's going to turn around your situation, um, you know, and um, God uses people, you know, and so um, he's looking for yeses. That's it. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And let's see, I wanted to go back to the top and read this one. Um, But yeah, this is the way that, God, even even to bring about Christmas and the Christmas story, it really all came in faith. And this this act again, the yes. God is so he's creator of all the earth. He's creator of everything. But it was really back to that. You are the plan. It was always his intention to walk hand in hand and Mm -hmm. do this with us as his family. And I think that's why the the lineage that when I, I saw that about, um, I almost want to say adoption, but it says that Joseph was the legal father of Jesus, uh, but it was based on a faith. That's a faith that's being called legal because that was a supernatural miracle of mm-hmm. Jesus being born and to still consider him of the lineage of that Davidic line and uh, it's just mind blowing because it's such yeah. a picture of us being adopted into, mm-hmm. into God. Like it really is about us as one with him. Mm-hmm. So the fragility of, of broken vessels, people that like Isaiah f- couldn't even stand. And then, you know what? The 
the the coal from the altar was placed upon his lips. And it's like, okay, he's graced to then receive something from the Lord. But he did say yes. And some of it's, it's that fragile. And I think what I what the message that I'm hearing from the Lord is even in this fragile, even in the things that are uh, our own, uh, whatever it might be, just the setbacks or the things that are kind of in our face every day, like, what about these bills? Or um, how am I going to get through this? Or here, you know, it, again, it's not like what I thought it would be this Christmas. But even in that fragility, God can, he wants to come in and fill and add to your yes and to even an ounce of faith. And he wants to birth something. He wants to birth something. This whole thing was about a baby and being birthed. It couldn't have happened without the yes of these people. God probably could have done it. I'm sure he could have. But he did it and chose to do it through every single one in this lineage and every single one that said yes, including Isaiah. Here I am. Send me. Here am I. Send me. And the fascinating thing about this is that in the beginning, when God was, God created man, Genesis 126, I believe, in the image of God, the image and likeness of God for a family, we were created to be his family. When the fall of man happened and all the things that led up to Abraham stepping off the map and becoming a father of many nations that would lead to the birth of Jesus. There was a decision made after the fall. There was a decision made, and I've heard Kat Kerr, I've heard others speak of this, but what happened was God, the Holy Spirit, the Word, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they had a plan. They had a plan to save us, to save mankind. And Jesus, he did what Isaiah did. He did what Abraham did. He did what Esther did when Esther said, here am I, I I may die if I go to the king. She didn't know that the king was going to get a dream and that the feast would be lined up perfectly for evil, wicked Haman to be turned around and hung on the own gallows that he built for Mordecai. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. She didn't know that the timing of the feasts and maybe her missteps and whatever she was dealing with, it would be perfectly aligned because God would add to her faith and make it supernaturally come to be. Hmm. And just as that happened, just as every single one of you are stepping out in obedience, there will be miracles because God sent his only son. Jesus said, here am I. Jesus, before this lineage, Jesus said, I will go. I will go and be the method actor. I will take on every sin. I will take on every single one of you. I will walk 
among the most evil, I will be mocked. I will be scorned. I will have God and I will honor him and believe in him. He will feed me. He will take me through the wilderness. He will do miracles through me. People will get delivered. Here am I. Send me. And God sent his son to be the lamb, to be the sacrifice. He took it all. He said, here am I, send me. Some of you just say it, Lord. Here am I, send me into my promise. You did it. You paid the price. That's what this Christmas is all about. Mm -hmm. Jesus had to be born as a man. He was born in a manger. They followed the stars. He was born in the city he was supposed to be born in. The city of David. He was born to Mary. He was born as the son of a carpenter. And he lived and walked as a man. This was them breaking into our world. God broke into our world through Jesus. He lived our life before we lived it. He lived our pain. He lived what you're going through deeper than you're feeling it now. He lived it all for you. He paid the ultimate price. He said, here am I, send me. And God sent him. It was a mission. And it was a mission of military pinpoint accuracy. And whoever is watching me right now, Jesus did that for you. He would have done it just for you. He would have done it all for you. And he loves you so much. And to you, he says, here am I, I am with you. I walked as you, I lived as you. I carried your sin to the cross. I took it all. It's not on you anymore. It's, it was on me and I was that sacrifice. And I went to the cross because that was the plan. That was our plan to save you. That was our plan to give you new birth. You are born again. Be born, be alive, be born, be born anew into everything that God has for you. He did it. He broke into our world and he's going to break into your world right now. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come with your mighty, mighty Holy Spirit and glory, Lord. I just speak right now to people right now that are, um, you're called, you're, you're actors, you're singers, you're musicians, you're comedians. There was a word and a message I felt months ago, but you are coming through into everything that God's called you to be. There's scripts and scrolls and messages, just like Ezekiel. Ezekiel, he also could barely stand before God, but God called him and he said, Ezekiel, eat this scroll. And he ate the scroll and it was sweet. And Ezekiel was able to go forth and prophesy. And he even set his face like flint to the enemy. He set his face like flint. It was a stern, steady, resolute response. And it was that God gave him a scroll. Some of you are going to get scrolls, messages, words straight from the Lord to you. And this Christmas is about you. This Christmas is about you being born, your dreams being born. It's about you actually realizing on this time we celebrate Christmas that all of it was for you. God has presence. For you. 
his presence is on you and with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. You are his present and gift to the world also. And I just say, be born, be born, come to life, let it go, let it flow, let fear go, let pain go. Because this is a time not for grief and not to grieve. He's taking all of that, but this is a time to believe. He lived it so that we could hmm. be so free. Believe. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. I put this in the notes um, as well down below it. It literally is let it go. Let fear go. And uh, I had had a dream, I guess, I think it was also around December 5th. And I, in this dream, um, I saw something. Uh, it was like I was talking to a woman or a woman was talking to me. I've never seen her before, but I could describe her, how she appeared. She was either talking directly to me or it was like I was watching something that she was almost like she was speaking to me, like on a screen. Mm -hmm. I felt like she was right there in front of me. And um, in the dream, I saw something that she was actually doing, uh, something that I have always felt called to. And I have never seen it before, like she was uh, displaying and doing. And she was talking to me about it, almost nonchalantly, like, like, yeah, this is, this is what, this is what I do. And it was almost like I saw a picture of myself in the future. Like the funny thing is I, 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 I've always wanted to do this and felt that it's a big part of my life and here's somebody doing it, but I had never seen it before. And she was sort of showing me the way, like, yes, it's possible. And, um, and I was taken back by what she was doing. Again, it was so strong inside of me. And it got me thinking about this uh, song from Disney, Let It Go. Frozen, yeah. Frozen. And you've all heard, probably heard this song so many times, but it's like, you know, let it go, let it go. Don't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. And then all the lyrics, you know, it's it's about, you know, I, I, I can't be the good girl I always used to be. Um, it's letting go of all you've been holding in. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sort of, sometimes I've isolated you. And it's just like, let it go. And in this song and in that part of the movie, Elsa just lets it go. She's got this, this power and, and I, that's a whole different story, but she's releasing it because she'd been holding on to it and holding it in and she just finally lets it all go. And I started to think about different times where I have felt frozen, mm -hmm. like frozen fear, where it's frozen me. Kind of about this dream, like sometimes the fear of stepping out or holding on to these things that we're sure. dreaming about. Yeah. But I, I remember even like I remember different things, but all the way back to like high school, junior high, I was in track for a few seasons and we did this relay, four by 100 relay. And I would freeze. 
at the start of the gun, you know, the false starts, um, the handoff. And I remember just like this crippling fear. Like, what if I drop the baton? What if I don't, what if, what if I take off too soon? And I just, I, that feeling. And then there's so many instances I don't want, don't need to share. But, um, but then in the more recent years, like with stepping out and speaking about um, human trafficking publicly with like real experts and people, I sort of felt like, uh, you know, the lesser person, like Mm -hmm. the lies that come, like, who am I? What do I have to say on this? Why would anybody want to listen to me? Those Mm -hmm. lies that come. And, and at times, you know, God gave so much grace. I've learned so much. Um, And I've been really, uh, God's just shown me a lot through this whole walk and journey, but I would, I've felt that frozen fear. And I know some of you've probably felt it too. Just that fear that literally freezes you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage you to let go of the lies and the fear that's trying to freeze you. Mm. You can truly let it go. It's not going to hold you back anymore. And I just felt that as a message, you know, that dream that I saw, it is possible. Like it, it's there that the things that we dream and hope for are real. And we, we can actually put our faith in and believe in them because yeah. God's going to be bringing so much, so much about with all of this. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I think too, it's a comforting thing knowing that, you know, cause it's funny how like the, the world kind of gives terms for things that some often are spiritual, you know, like they call that, like that crippling fear that like, who am I? I don't belong here. They call yeah. it imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and then there's like sleep paralysis, which is like demonic impression. And they're like, you may see glowing eyes or dark figures around you. This is just your brain. I'm like, come on, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah. So I think the fact that there's a diagnosis for that of like imposter syndrome should actually be a comforting thing if anybody's feeling it, because mm-hmm you can look around the room and say every single one of these people felt that same thing. And you go, well, what about so-and-so, you know, you see like a really like cocky person who steps out. I'm like, the reason why they're, they're overcompensating is because they feel that way. They feel that. Um, and so I think that's like a great deal of comfort as well to be like, this is a normal thing and, and there's nothing new under the sun. So Satan's going to keep trying to do the same things to bring us down. But the, the, the way that he's crafty is that he makes, he can change it ever so slightly so that you're like, yeah, but mine feels different. I know people feel that way or go through that, but mine feels different. But that that's the big lie um, that Satan spins is that like, it isn't different. It's the same. It's the same thing to try and discourage the saints from doing what, you know, fulfilling God's purposes on the earth. It's the same thing, but he words it in such a way that it feels like it's this different thing. No, but like I know everyone else is, but I really am a screw up. I really am this. And it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It is. And that's all he's got. You know, he's he's got lies and fear to mm-hmm. throw at us. And and. It's, and, you know, even recently, like I've I've got uh, I think the, I've had a grace for this, this is from the Lord. Again, I couldn't get this myself, but I feel like he's given me a grace to have this just kind of resolute thing and be really resolute in uh, believing 
no matter what it looks like, I, I, he's honestly come through so many times, even this year, like, uh, and you know, I've had so many times in the past where it's a financial miracle or it's uh, just something that he completely does as a miracle, um, which helps because that gives you that gives you encouragement and confirmation to know that he's going to do that again. But um, but this past even week um, and bit of time, there's been I've felt that sort of rug ripped out for me in different areas, not in my faith in God, but I felt sort of that unfamiliar feeling that's like, oh, I just don't want to, that's not me. I, I don't like unbelief. I'm believing I'm holding on to things, but I felt some of that begin to like, you know, just desperately try to grab my attention. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, I had a, I had a dream like months ago and it was before, uh, I just started getting a lot of downloads from the Lord. And in another, this was a different dream, but in this dream, I was at a relative's house, um, somebody that represents like a really safe place. And uh, even they've helped, I have, after I had a car accident years and years ago, I happened to be right near their home and I was able to go and stay there. And in this dream, it was this uh, family and uh, this person gave me uh, honey, like she was taking something from her kitchen and she said, try this. And so I had the honey and um, I know that honey represent can represent revelation. And I sort of wondered about that dream for a while. And it, ultimately I felt like it was, uh, it represented the Lord, like giving, was going to be giving revelation. And he has like so many levels of it. And some of it has confirmed, uh, you know, not even uh, like when I was starting to hear about the military and, and research some of what they do and have been doing. I'd already been hearing that about like from a different way from the Lord for, for his people, his kingdom. And he's just brought so many parallels, like to me personally in my life. And, um, but, but I have felt that pushback recently. And, um, so I just want to share that just to be real. God is, he's absolutely able. And I'm coming at this as we're in it together. Whoever else has had that kind of pushback. Um, so, oh, yes. <laughs> so I have, uh, this one other, I think it might've been at the top. Let's see. Did I read this yet? Um, I maybe did. Read There's this point yet. three, all things new written on December 5th that you didn't quite hit on. I know that. I know, I guess I kind of shared it, but I can share that real quick. If, if you like, sure. Are we good on time for a minute? Yeah, we're good on time. Yeah. So all things new, written December 5, 2022. So remember, this is for you for Christmas and for the new year. And I just I just heard it. And this is, uh, I heard it like this. And I, in all of these things that I've written, it's come to me. I, I haven't really, I haven't thought about it. It just sort of came and I wrote it as I heard it. Mm -hmm. um, no, no, no. No more delay. No more robbery. It is time for the birthing of all you've been standing for. It is time for the birthing of your dreams, your promises, your destinies, your heart's desires, and for the purposes for which you were created, for such a time as this, as you were created. Let it come, Lord. Let the birthing of all your children take place. This Christmas, this new year, this new era marks all things new for you. For those who believe, get ready. 
Get ready. Enlarge your tent pegs. Spread out your imagination. Expand your dreaming. Call forth that which is not as though it is. Decree a thing and see it established. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. Be born, be alive, come forth, arise. This is your moment in time. Arise and shine. It's from Isaiah 60. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, everything you've been talking about, it's kind of appropriate that that, you know, kind of came towards towards the end is, you know, that punctuation, punctuation. It's like, hey, look, yeah, we all get discouraged. Satan tries to discourage all of us. Um, hey, yeah, we've all been standing on promises, but now it's time. A lot of people, I, I just, I really feel like this is the time when a lot of new ships are going to be launching, you know? Yeah in 2023 so go do it i know it i know it and i think take comfort in in the fact that many of you are pioneers and and uh there's so much out there and so much territory we're good we're gonna have some voids we already have voids and i know there's a lot of amazing music and a lot of amazing things that are being created and coming out I know many people that are doing them and they are launching new and amazing things, but there are voids still for, for music. And there are voids for, uh, for people of imp- to influence others. There are, uh, there's a generation waiting to have somebody to look to and look up to. And that's men and women. And, you know, we are in the middle of, an epic movie and an epic war right now. It is a war. And some of you are being positioned on your mountain of influence. And that is a war. That's a warfare. It's a war because it's your destiny of what you were meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like picture armor and picture a camaraderie and, and seeing people on other mountaintops that you're called to actually work together. And picture yourself finding that that tribe. You know, men are there's so many men right now that are that are they've sort of seen the war that we're in. Men are being raised up and women as warriors right now. This whole time frame of uh, kind of shutdowns that we've had the last few years, it is completely uh, God's going to completely. Oh, he's turning the ta- the tables on that because. So much of it, even though we had lost and there was a lot of things that that happened in that time that were not good, God is turning that around for good. And he's raised up men and he's raising more up and women too. And just see yourself. You are in that starting role. The spotlight is on you and you have something that only you have and carry. So that frozen fear, just let it melt. Um, Dream with God ask him to confirm things to you, ask him to give you revelation and insight. He will. But uh, this is the time, like Jeff said, it's launching time. And at the beginning of this year, 
maybe the end of last year, I had a dream of being launched as a rocket. And what happened after that, uh, I'd heard Mike uh, Thompson gave the word that in February, we launch. Yeah, that's right. I remember. A great deal has happened since then, since that February timeframe even. But very soon after I had that dream, I had somebody on my flight, I'm a flight attendant, uh, in first class, that happened to be the creator of the app for Starlink satellites. And he gave me a mission patch of one of the first uh, SpaceX missions. It was actually the first mission. And wow. um, and and then, I, you know, sometimes God does that where he confirms something. But we are being launched. And also in February of this year, uh, Steve Schultz on Elijah Streams, as he interviewed me, we were talking, uh, had a conversation of a word that I felt the birth announcement of heaven was to be announced. And that was exactly nine months prior to Thanksgiving on February 24th. So I've sort of followed this, but what happened is after I spoke that Steve Schultz, he spoke out and he got this revelation about casting out of the nines mm -hmm. and he felt this, the Holy spirit come upon him. And he said, you will not be cast off or cast out. And I remember looking back and thinking that nine represents like the nine months of pregnancy mm -hmm. and what we're experiencing right now, even after this Thanksgiving and end of the year, it is a birthing time. And we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, which was an absolute miracle just as yours is going to be an absolute miracle. So it is the time of ships being launched, rockets taking off, and a new life and dreams restored and fulfilled that you have had. Yeah. So I just mm. cast that out. That is from the Lord for you, mm. for whoever will receive it. It, it really is a Christmas present right now mm. for, for all of us. Yeah, we'll pray, pray that out. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you, first of all, that I thank you, Jesus, for saying, send me. I ask that you would let that be real and that you would really show and reveal what that means to each person that's here, because he has a purpose for you here. And that message is specifically for you mm -hmm. today. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now for casting your presence, casting your presence far and wide, touching hearts, touching lives. I thank you for going before every Christmas preparation for those celebrating with family and friends. Lord, I ask that you would rearrange things to be such a blessing for your people. I ask that you would show up in Holy Spirit encounters. I ask that you would give signs to your children, Lord, of your presence and what you're saying and even leading and directing them in right now. And Lord, just as, as you were born in a manger, hidden from a plan of wickedness that would have tried to kill Jesus and stop this birth. Lord, so many have been in times of turmoil and they may feel like they're hiding. Some do. But God, you always have the best plan, even when the circumstances are bad. You always come through with the miracle. It may not look like what we think, but ultimately you have the best plans and miracles in store for us, God. 
And it may come about like Jesus did in a manger, totally out of the way we're thinking it would come. But you know that it's going to be the best way to come. And by your grace, you've protected us so many times from many things. But Lord, right now, I just pray. I pray, Father, for your presence to come. I pray for a Merry Christmas. I pray for Christmas miracles, Lord, to be released, like packages being dropped from heaven to your kids. Lord, I pray for joy and singing. I pray for even those of you that will be, uh, that may be alone this Christmas. You're not alone. I celebrate you. Jeff and I together right now, you are part of a family. We are here for you. The only reason I am here right now is because of you. God orchestrated all of this for you. I didn't come up with any of it. He wants to do a miracle for you this Christmas. He wants you to believe in him. Because as you do that, there is a substance that happens in the legal systems, in the supernatural, in the spirit realm. There is a substance that engages that gear that will shift you higher, not only in your life. It will bring you into the heart of the king deeper and deeper and more real than you could ever imagine. So wherever you are, I just want to sing this, this one verse in a song from Kim Clement that I heard recently. And in this song, he and his team years ago, they, they, he, and they wrote it as it came through just prophetic worship and music and word. And it started with a hum and then the, the Holy Spirit just built on it and gave the lyrics and, and it just, it just started like, to you to you my light is shining all the way to you to you my love is shining all the way to you and i just feel that he wants you to know that he's right here He's never left you, he never will. He's never left you, he never will. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that your light is shining all the way to us, that your love is shining all the way to us, God. I thank you, Jesus, for coming and doing everything that you did. Thank you for taking everything of mine in my life and going before me. Thank you for the path, God, that you have picked me up and carried me. Thank you for these ones, Lord. I bless all of those that are watching and that will watch to come. You are the friends of God and you are the lineage of a king. And you were adopted legally into a royal lineage planned 
purposed, intentional. As is God intentional towards everything involving your life right now. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Let your miracles come. Let your peace come more and more in your presence and your joy come greater and greater. Let even those that will see us this Christmas time, this new year time, our jobs, our family, our neighbors, our friends, Lord, let the joy of the Lord come through us in a new way and to us. We receive the joy of the promise of Christmas, God. And we just say to you, Lord, to you, to you, our light is shining all the way. To you, to you, our love is shining all the way. To you, to you, our love is shining all the way. To you. Mm. Amen. I was loving when you sing, Andrea. It's great. Thank you. That, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lord. I just, I really sense this. I just feel the Lord so much and I'm so, so just thankful for all of you that are here. Thank you to those that come around, uh, Jeff and I and Illumination and all of the team and even mm -hmm. in the chat, you're all so important. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that God's, yeah, he's got Christmas joy and so many blessings in store for everybody here today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we go, I wanted to give you an opportunity to update people on Sierra Leone. You obviously are co-founder of the Sierra Cares Foundation, which does work in Sierra Leone. And there's been some cool stuff that's happened. So I wanted yes. to give you an opportunity to share that. It's really cool. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you to everyone that's just cheered me on and our Sierra Cares Foundation on in this. The love and support is everything. It's this endeavor uh, really came into the hands of myself and just a couple others. And it started in 2019, actually a little bit before that. And it was just us. And it was uh, this amazing uh, opportunity to serve women and children that had been trafficked from Sierra Leone, Africa to the Middle East. And uh, that have now we've received 600, there's nearly 700, the last number I heard, um, survivors that have been brought home to Sierra Leone amazing. and we are helping uh, care for a, a large majority of these other partner organizations have helped us recently as well. So we also care for orphans and vulnerable children sponsorship program where these children are given education and uniforms and school supplies. And we're having Christmas uh, parties and celebrations with with all of these ones that we serve coming up soon. I can't be there just yet, but um, but we're our teams are celebrating it on the ground with them. And uh, it's just been a miracle. We, we have uh, a new community center that's just been built, a property that we were able to purchase, and a team of uh, 
both healthcare and mental health care people that will be, um, they're skilled, very skilled at helping those that have had trauma. Mm. So some of it is basic healthcare that's needed for, for the survivors as they come and, and basic food and needs. So there's, we have a housing program, a micro loan program, a bakery and sewing uh, thing that's also coming about where they're, they're getting education opportunities and vocational opportunities. Um, and, but the healthcare and the council and this real like love and support is one of the most important pieces. So that's a big focus right now. And it's coming together because of people that have supported us. And we have some really exciting things in store. And eventually I, I will hopefully be able to put something more together and actually show you all you're doing. Um, but we're talking great. about those that were uh, at risk and the hardest of hardest things and have been brought back and their lives are being restored. And they're not only going to be known as survivors, but they will be overcomers and future leaders. They're just beautiful. So Sierra Cares Foundation is our uh, website or sierracaresfoundation.org is our website down below. Um, And you could reach out to us. I also have an email with Sierra Cares Foundation, which I received not long ago. So it's Andrea at sierracaresfoundation.org. And then I have my other contact information, I believe that uh, it's just my first name at sierracaresfoundation.org. And I would just love to connect with all of you. You really encourage me. Even the last couple of days, I've received words and messages from some of you that are regular viewers and friends to me. And it means so much. We're in this together. And that's the biggest thing I want uh, you to take away is not only is God here with you, he's here with us and you're not alone. And mm-hmm. uh, he's doing amazing things all around. And I'm just so thankful to be here, Jeff. Mm. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great. Every single time, Andrea. And then also put your email right there. If you guys can see it pop up boop, right there below me, Andrea at SierraCaresFoundation.org. Perfect. Thank so. you. Yeah, just in case people needed a visual, just spell Sierra, right? You did, and, yes, and yes. And you're good to go. So, yes, yeah. if anyone has any questions or wants to become more involved, you absolutely can. You can also sign up to receive updates just to know what we're doing as we're updating our website. So not all of, a lot of things haven't been put out there. Yeah, a lot in the works. Yet. A lot in yes. the works, a lot of exciting things. So yeah, then follow them on Instagram, all that good stuff. Links are in the description too. Well, there's a link in the description to the website and to the Instagram. But then you're also on Instagram. Is Instagram your primary place you hang out on when you post stuff? I think so. Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm new to Twitter. I, I've been on some of the other platforms. But Instagram, I think, is a little more user friendly. Yeah, I um, like Instagram. Yes. Yes. And, and everyone, please just continue to show Elijah Fire, Jeff, and all of the team love. Uh, we would not be here without you. Hmm. And you really have been encouraging so many of us during this time. So thank, thank you. you so much. And yeah. God, God bless you. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Mm-hmm. I've still got the sign behind me here. Woo. Merry Christmas. It's going to be a good Christmas and a new mm-hmm. year. It's even going to be a better new year. It's going to just keep getting better. God has so much in store. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
Well, Andrea, thank you so much. I mean, just have like an amazing Christmas. Thank you. Amazing you Christmas. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And we'll do this again, maybe on episode 175. Who knows? Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> One. Yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. So everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing Monday. And we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday with Gracie Wright. Gracie Wright is back and there's a lot more to talk about. So it's going to be just a really great show. I got to say this whole week and all of next week, everybody we have lined up, it's just going to be great. Like just so great as we just like, you guys are going to be sprinting into the new year by the end of it. So that's the, that's the aim anyways. So tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Gracie, right? Also, there's a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. All of that money goes towards keeping this five days a week and float and free. And then of course, we're taking some of that money and we're sending it over to the water wells in Uganda, doing amazing work over there. We're digging a new freshwater well every three days that 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 time frame is going to shorten i just if i know steve that time frame is going to shorten next year so he's gonna be like every every five seconds we're digging a new well i don't know it seems like that so um we're absolutely transforming people's lives and that is because of donations like yours so uh thank you so much for everybody's generosity um so yeah everybody be blessed we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time with gracie Wright. okay bye This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 